Alzheimer's Speaks Radio, and thank you so much for joining us today. I'm, I'm really excited to have the show that we are doing today because it's all about finding ways to care a little bit easier uh, and, and make that process uh, simpler and more calming and comforting to all of us by leveraging technology. And before I introduce our guest today and we get down that path, I, I always want to give a shout out to all of our listeners around the world. We thank you so much for your loyalty, for your clicks, your shares. You have expanded our platform greatly. And again, I can't thank you enough for that. Um, so I hope you'll continue to uh, push us out on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn or Instagram, Pinterest, whatever your platforms are, because, again, those little clicks are making a huge difference. You can also call in to the show today, and that number is 323-870-4602. That's 323-870-4602. And we'd love to, we'd love to interact with you, hear what your uh, thoughts are about, uh, about this topic of technology and making our life a little bit, a little bit easier. Uh, if you're new to the show, we talk for about an hour. We are not focused on sound bites, but we're focused really on true sound information, and we're about raising everyone's voice around the world. So if you are living with dementia, caring for somebody, a business professional, a musician, a movie director, an advocate, a researcher, um, everyone's voice is respected and appreciated here. So uh, just connect with me at alzheimerspeaks.com, and we'll go from there and uh, see if we can set up a show and push out what you're passionate about. The um, Memory Cafe directory, I just have to give them um, kudos. They're up to 700 memory cafes now that are listed, so it's really easy to find. So please go to memorycafedirectory.com and help um, push out the Purple Tables program. That is a a company that is training restaurants um, to deal with people not only with dementia but autism, uh, post-traumatic stress, just uh, people that need a little added attention and a different focus, uh, understand their needs, uh, seating them away from loud, noisy areas, maybe having a simplified menu. And you can just go to purpletables.com. Well, let's not uh, wait too long. I, like I said, I'm really anxious to get into this conversation today. We are lucky to have the CEO and founder of People Power with us, Gene Wong. He's an award-winning software company um, focused on delivering comprehensive white-label Internet of Things, IoT. Now, if you didn't know what that is, I didn't know what that was either. And it's all about solutions for care 
energy and security services by tapping into te technology to ease our lives. Gene was previously the chairman and CEO of Bitphone, um, an industry leader in mobile phone device management, which sold to Hewlett Packard in 2007, and CEO of Computer Motion, which was a leader in the medical robotics um, area, which he led through a successful IPO in uh, 97. So this guy knows what he's doing. He's also a, an avid musician, and People Power actually has a band, and he is the band leader. Gene earned his bachelor degree in computer science from the University California in Berkeley. So welcome. How are you doing today, Gene? I'm great, Lori. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. Well, I'm excited to have you here. Like I said in the intro, we're about raising everyone's voice. And my own mother had dementia for 30 years, and it was um, really frustrating not being able to to find the services, products, and tools that we needed. And so, uh, again, I think I think what People Power is doing is is fascinating. We're getting a little background noise. I don't know if you're moving or anything, Jean, but if you can just kind of maybe be conscious of that, that would be great. One question that I like to ask everybody before we um, start our line of conversation um, is, Jean, have you been personally touched by dementia in your own family or circle of friends? Yes. My, uh, my very good friend and across-the-street neighbor and his wonderful wife. Um, so he has he has dementia, and we've been talking a lot about it lately. And it's uh, it's a very it's a very uh, long journey that uh, uh, we really want to help out with. It's 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 a big challenge for people, but I think with technology we can actually help and improve the quality of life. So, Gene, let me ask you this. I, I want to know about people power. And, you know, you've been awarded $4.5 million in a research and development grant from um, NIA, or NIA. And for those of you that don't know what that is, that's the National Institute of Aging. So, A, congratulations. But, B, how the heck did this come about? And what, what are you going to do with the money? Yeah, we're very happy to be awarded this uh, Small Business Innovation Research Grant of $4.5 million from, from the NIA. One of the uh, – and this is really helping my company develop a, a senior care solution for, uh, for both caregivers and uh, the, the – the patients that they're caring for with Alzheimer's and dementia. We partnered with Professor Bob Levinson from UC Berkeley, who has many decades of experience in this field and uh, also a very proven track record with the NIA. And through that relationship, I think we were able to uh, bring our new technology into this field in a, in a way that hopefully will will scale really big to 
to help people um, who have this um, these issues better manage through the challenges that they face. So actually, it started out because uh, People Power's co-founder David Moss was getting married to his wonderful and beautiful wife, Samantha. And both of these folks used to work for my last company, Bitphone. So one of the better things that I've done in my life is I introduced the two of them together. And they um, they were getting married. And in the kind of uh, celebration in a bar, that was uh, in conjunction with their wedding, what happened was that uh, Professor Bob Levinson was there, and we got to talking about what we were doing at People Power. Uh, He told me about his pioneering work in uh, uh, helping people, um, both the people with dementia, as well as the people who are caring for people with dementia. And that conversation just blossomed into this relationship where then we applied for <clears throat> this, um, this grant together. Now, I had previously won a number of SBIR grants from the government and the SBIR, SBIR program, the Small Business Innovation Research Program, is this fantastic program where the government helps uh, startups get bigger by, uh, by awarding the small percentage of, of people who actually make it through their application process uh, and they they give money, and usually it's like $150,000. So we actually started out by applying for $150,000, and we messed up in the application process. So we didn't uh, we get, didn't get it filed in correctly. So Bob called his friends at the NIA and said, "Can can we can we get a chance to?" Uh, to try submitting our application again, and they said no. But um, we, but there is a there is a another application uh, time in in like three months down the road or something, and uh, you can apply for more money. So we we said, oh well, that's even better. I'm glad <laughs> how things worked out, and in fact. It was wonderful because we we ended up with uh, a much much larger grant and uh, a a lot more time to accomplish the results that we were trying to accomplish. So we ended up with a two and a half year grant and four and a half million dollars. I thought you were going to end up saying that you uh, got instead of one hundred and fifty, you got one point five million, but instead you ended up being able to get into this bigger pot. So what a gift that actually was in the long run for you uh, to be able to, <laughs> to pull that to, 
together. That worked out pretty sweet in that. Why don't you tell people, you know, what people power is about? What what is it that you're doing at, at your at your core um in terms of in terms of these funds and services that you are are delivering for people? Sure. Yeah. What uh what people power has developed and is busy deploying right now is a product called Presence Care. And Presence Care consists of devices as well as apps as well as cloud services that work together to help people principally in two ways. One is it detects problems such as falls if you you know fall down or um, or wander off um, and and some people with uh, with dementia have have problems like they they wander out of the house and then they can't find their way back that type of thing so we alert uh, your trusted circle of um, of friends and family. And actually we just came out with our 2.0 version where we also can alert a 24 seven call center. Um, So people, so in the case that um, nobody answers the the phone, we can uh, call the call center who will always answer the phone very quickly. And things, and so the person can be found or the person can be helped. So one of the things we're doing is we're protecting against dangerous situations and alerting the right people. But the second and possibly more useful type of activity on a day-to-day basis is that we are addressing the, the loneliness and the feeling of isolation and the resulting possible slide into depression that people sometimes experience when they either have dementia or Alzheimer's or are caring for a loved one with dementia or Alzheimer's. And so the other half of our solution is uh, designed to help increase the sharing between the family and friends and the caregiver and person with dementia. So uh, one of the things that our system does is, first of all, it comes with an iPad. Um, So you get uh, a free iPad along with a system and uh, for example, my mother is 83 years old. Now she's actually quite healthy, but she has fallen three times. And I've given her one of these iPads. And now whenever um, I do something fun or uh, special with a family, I take a picture or a video or two and I upload it to her iPad. Now, my mom is not very technical at all. In fact, she's, she's uh, one of the least technical people I know. Um, 
but she doesn't have to do anything. She just leaves her iPad on its stand, and whatever I send to her iPad, uh, it automatically p- plays like a digital picture frame on her uh, on her coffee table there. And then, um, so so one thing it it's it's kind of like an Instagram account for seniors where the the you know my mom does not have to do anything she doesn't have to touch anything she doesn't have to launch anything it just automatically appears on her iPad and it cycles around all by itself so uh, for example my son and my daughter my son just graduated from high school Um, my daughter just graduated from college and those pictures are all cycling through um, for for my mom to see whenever so that's one of the things that allows me to then follow up with her and another thing that presence care does is it actually um, it actually reminds people in someone's trusted circle of friends and family to call every day so one person is selected and reminded to call uh, the person in question and stay connected so I think one of the 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 things that we believe is that uh, it's you know one one of the one of the big problems people face when they're going through something really tough like dementia or Alzheimer's or even caring for somebody with that, that you tend to just withdraw and turn inward and then feel lonely. And uh, according to Professor Bob Levinson, actually people who cut themselves off like that, they actually die sooner. So there's actually... It's not just feeling bad. It, it actually affects lifespan. If we can connect people to their friends and family more frequently and offer these services where every day somebody is reminded to reach out and just talk to the person and maybe talk about some picture or video that they've shared that that is very easy to see, that's gonna make a difference. So that is one of the things that uh, our, our research is, is about, is, um, is you know, increasing the, the, the connection between people. And we, we call this kind of general part of our product, sharing is caring. And we uh, we think that it's going to work really well. Oh, I, I can believe that it will. I think um, I, I think that whole deal with isolation and loneliness and leads to depression um, is a huge factor, not just for people with dementia, but just people as we as we age. Um, you know, circles change um, in terms of both our family and friends, and it's nice to be able to see things that are familiar and be able to reminisce if it's with yourself or if it's with with someone else, is there um, is there ability to actually reach out and contact them through through this application, or is it just pretty much a reminiscing thing with the pictures scrolling through? 
Well, um, the reaching out is done through the phone. So what we do mm-hmm. is you you log in to. So first of all, we define in Presence Care your trusted circle of friends and family with their phone numbers, and then we text people. So it's not as inconvenient as launching an app. Um, we text people to remind them to call or or share uh, a memory. And I think a lot of the reaching out is actually just a phone call. And the thing about uh, what we wanted to f- uh, design is something that fits into people's daily lives in a really convenient way. And so a lot of our design revolves around understanding that the people that we're targeting are not highly technical, mm-hmm. like like my mother. So we're we're not really targeting the the millennials or the the younger generation, and we're using things like like the tablet that you don't have to touch at all, and just regular phone calls to keep people connected. Okay. But we're um, reminding just, people to call. So okay. we are, we are, yeah. Go ahead. I, I was just going to add one thing that, um, you know, just through, through my work um, in with dementia. And I think this applies to um, our elders as well, even if they're not as tech savvy, I think there, there's still a lot of them out there that are, but if mm-hmm. there's a way to, to add to that presence, to have video conferencing, that's simple, um, I know many use the platform Zoom out there, but what they tell me all the time is they didn't realize how much they read nonverbals and how much they read lips. And being able to see that picture of somebody um, can really help assist them communicate a little bit longer in the process because they have more feeds that they're pulling on um, because of the, the visual piece. I know for my for my mom, after a while, she didn't know what the phone was. And so was it a phone or was it a clicker? You know, all of those things as, as dementia um, progresses. And every person is going to be a little bit different. Every, you know, target market is going to be a little bit different. But I think so many of um, the younger population to to mid-age um, or, you know, pushing that, that the boomer realm as well is, is getting pretty tech savvy. They're almost forced to in a lot of ways. So that would just be something, you know, I would say to maybe take into consideration in the, in the future, because that intergenerational um, ability to interact is, is also um, a helpful, a helpful piece. And a platform like Zoom, I, I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but those could be recorded as well and played back. Um, if, if that was, that, you know, something of interest down the line too. So that's just kind of my two cents. I love what you're doing. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Any connections that we can, that we can make um, and make them simple are, are incredible and, and definitely, definitely needed. Um, you know, Lori, the, you're absolutely oh, right. I, I completely agree with you and I'm very, I'm very familiar with zoom. We, we use it all the time at my company um, and I, I think, I think kind of two-way audio video is a great idea. And in fact, uh, tomorrow, 
uh, we are going to have a, a full day meeting with UC Berkeley, as well as uh, 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 a, a fantastic uh, woman from UC San Francisco, uh, where they've done a lot of uh, uh, a lot of the interviews of the people who are part of our study. And we are actually going to talk about things like two-way audio video and the kind of cues that you can pick up on, on people's faces and so on. And one of the things that I think is that Zoom is going to be too complicated for my, for my mom. And mm-hmm. I, I design a lot of things based on what my mom can do and can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we could in the future make something that is easier than zoom that can be totally initiated on the, on the calling person's side and could just like we're sharing things on the digital picture frame, uh, that are just videos and photos. We could extend that in the future to support this two-way kind of Zoom-like calling or FaceTime type of calling, and that would be even better. So I completely agree with you, Lori. Yeah, and I would just add to that that the you know the demographics is really changing in terms of when people are getting diagnosed or when they're starting to realize there's some cognitive issues or you know hearing yeah. loss or or um, you know. Um, visual, all of those things, I think, you know, people are paying a little bit more attention to. So I think the demographics are getting a little bit younger and people are engaging at at an earlier age too. And the sooner that there are are platforms and and apps for them to tap into, um, the easier it will be as the the disease progresses, needless to say. Um, One of their biggest frustrations though is uh, in mine too I'm 60 and it's just like ah, I hate these upgrades there's always something behind the scenes that seems to tweak something and makes it go haywire or I can't find something but you know the biggest problem they have is is these automatic updates and just wanting something that is simple and stable and it doesn't need to be big and flashy um, and competitive with the rest of the world they just want it functional and and I think that sometimes that that is that is forgotten with um, certain target markets because everybody's trying to kind of keep up with the Joneses with all the others. So I like when you said you know maybe we could develop something that would be you know even simpler uh, for people to to be able to use and participate. But keep in mind those those um, upgrades sometimes cause snafus. And I understand that platform basics change and you know the integration is is way over my head and some of it is is necessary um but again i think uh simple simple is easier than uh than complicated for i think for a lot of us at a lot of levels for everyone (laughs) (laughs) you know I know, I know I hate when I have to like buy a new phone or get a new computer or, you know, it's just like, oh, the learning curve, you know, because our lives are so busy. Um, Now, you know, you're currently working on um, affordable in-home, you know, caregiver solutions. And we, we talked about, you know, I, I love that you're detecting falls and wandering. Can you tell people how how that works? Um, is there a sure. pendant or something that people have to wear? 
um, because I, I know that there are, you know, different models out there. Um, but, you know, it would be nice to be able to just have all your technology come through one base. So if you have an issue, you know, it's that one-stop shopping. I, I hear that from people all the time because everything is set up just a little bit different. Yeah. We um, we are currently not offering a PERS button, although we are working with a, a great company who is making one for us for next year. But the way our system works is there's nothing that you have to wear required. Uh, what we what we do is actually uh, we're working with UC Berkeley, and they are um, going in and and taking a few minutes and installing these motion sensors and entry sensors around the house. And what these motion sensors and entry sensors do is, first of all, they can't see you. It's not like a camera. It's just detecting the heat of a, okay. of a, of a person or even, you know, an animal. Um, and what we are essentially doing is if we, we can tell, so we can tell if somebody is inside the home or outside the home and we can tell when the door opens and so on. And so we can tell if somebody has wandered off, wandered out of the house, um, at night and hasn't come back, and then we alert based on that condition. We can also tell if somebody uh, is in the home but hasn't moved in a long time, and in particular where that is, and if it's in a high uh, fall risk area, like maybe a bathroom or stairway or something like that, and then we alert based on that. So essentially, we are using sensors which are communicating up to our cloud and then alerting people on their phones if something is going wrong. Okay. Well, and that, I think, is is great because I know a lot of people, there was pushback with the video is I still want my dignity, I still want my privacy, even as I progress in the disease, I'm not necessarily comfortable with that. And I know sometimes, you know, care partners really want to see what's going on and and things, but I, I know with people with dementia, say that's a real fine fine line for them. And so I think this is a this is a nice uh, route to be able to to be able to monitor and, um, you know, catch those things sooner than later. Um, one question, yeah. this, this might sound really silly, especially if somebody might be, let's say, living in a, in a community where they are an apartment. Um, is there mm-hmm. any way that the sensor can tell you, like, what way they turned once they walk out the door? I just think that would be really helpful data, too. And I know that might be hard because there's lots of people probably going up and down hallways, but... Um, I just think that that could be helpful in terms of locating them, in terms of which direction, you know, did they scoot? Yes. The, the, um, and actually, you, you pointed out a difficulty. But first, let me mm-hmm. say, you can put, like, several motion sensors up, and then you can, 
you, we can actually track movement between one sensor to the next to the next. So we can deduce which way somebody turned if you have the motion sensor set up in, in, in a way where, um, where we can. And we can even see things like gait speed how, and determine if somebody's gait speed is slowing down which sometimes is, uh, is caused by progression of the disease. Um, but as you pointed out, there could be, particularly in an assisted living home or something like that, there could be many people walking up and down. So then it would be uh, harder to tell whether that was somebody else who was triggering the motion sensor or the person leaving the apartment. Now, one thing that I that I mentioned um, just a second ago is we are working with a company um, who is developing a watch which also says who this particular person is, <clears throat> and um, because every watch gives a unique signal out. And also, it is uh, it has a button on the on the watch that if you depress it, it's it uh, it calls for help. So it is essentially like a PERS system that also uh, locates people inside a building, in addition to outside. So that uh, if uh, you know, uh, for example. I just got back from um, from a meeting at Brooksdale, which is one of the mm. large assisted living and independent living centers, yep. and they give every person a pendant and then can identify which person pushed the pendant. You know, it is it is it my mom or is it somebody else, and so on. And so that is. That is one way to do it that uh, that we'll be supporting next year. Okay. That does require somebody to to remember to wear the uh, the device. Yeah, that's the, the tricky the, part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a tricky part, or making it small enough, or or normal enough looking, you know, that it looks more like a regular piece of jewelry or watch versus some of them are kind of big and bulky and. And people feel uncomfortable, um, you know, wearing those. So, um, well, that's that's good to know. I, I like how you know how you're tracking with things there. Now, do you uh, provide things um, too, like you know, with sensor lights for night lights, or um, to be able to monitor refrigerators and stoves and and things like that too? Yes, we we actually provide a lot of different things. We are um, providing, along with our care, for our care grant, lights that turn on at night, so kind of motion detection lights that you might put in the, you know, if you have to get up and go to the bathroom. So we do, uh, we do supply those. We also supply water leak sensors, uh, or just one water leak sensor, um, possibly for the bathroom or for the kitchen. Um, we were uh, all 
also detecting stove temperature. We discovered that it was not working very well. The temperature sensor was was having, actually, I think it has to also do to the fact that sometimes it takes a long time for the stove to cool down. But that is that is an area of concern for us. And um, uh, we're, we're trying to we're trying to find a better way to detect stove fires that is uh, is reliable and and low cost. Um, but we we support a People Power is uh, is a company that supports three kinds of services. In addition to senior care, we're also um, very um, very expert in home security and home automation, as well as energy management. So the types of devices that we support that, uh, that aren't really necessarily part of the, the senior care solution that we, uh, we've developed, but that can be added to, we support things like voice control. So, um, you know, I can say, Alexa, turn on the backyard lights. My backyard lights just came turned on, and I can say, Alexa, turn on the speakers. I'm in my music studio, and my speakers just turned on. We also support smart plugs, which actually my speakers is plugged into a smart plug, which is why it does that. We also support light bulbs. Um, I can say things like I can, I can, I can actually dim the lights and, and so on. We also support smart locks. So, for example, um, I demonstrated in my music studio, I kind of simulated a fall, and then we, we unlocked the door and we called the, uh, the call center. And uh, so we support a wide range of, of uh, devices. We also support things like pool pumps and spa pumps and thermostats and so on. And we don't make hardware ourselves. We are a software company that integrates a wide range of hardware and uh, makes it work together with, uh, with brains in the cloud, kind of uh, helping, helping uh, people in the, okay. the areas of security, energy, and care. Okay. I have a question for you. What's a smart plug? A smart plug is something where you plug the smart plug into the wall socket, and now you can control turning things on and off by either from your app or using voice control. Okay. Okay. Good Good to know. So what's nice with your company is you can – get this presence package or, and or you could expand it, you know, if there were other needs as well. Um, I think, which mm-hmm. is a, which is a fantastic um, add on to, again, to be able to work with one company through, through some of those things. What do you guys see is, is the, like the top three challenges at home that people are having? Well, um, I think, I think, uh, Dealing with Alzheimer's and dementia is is a huge challenge, and I think that people uh, and there's there's no known cure right now, so that's that's definitely something that 
people are working on, but we'd, we'd love it if, if, uh, if that progress could be faster. Um, I think that caregivers who we're, we're really, we're really also targeting the caregiver of the person with dementia and we're trying to make his or her life easier. And, um, we are looking into assigning tasks so that uh, that can be more straightforward and allowing tasks to be assigned amongst a trusted circle so that the burden of care doesn't fall completely on, on just one person's shoulders. Um, we are really trying to address this issue of loneliness and depression. And uh, I think a lot of people have used things like Facebook and Instagram and so on, but those aren't really private and they, they, they don't, uh, you know, they don't really care about privacy because it violates their, their business model. Uh, we are extremely private. We we are actually GDPR compliant, which is the the European privacy laws uh, that we fully comply with already, and we're moving towards HIPAA compliance. So we're uh, we're not in the business of selling people's data. We're in the business of helping helping people out. And uh, I think you mentioned that uh, that people are kind of skeptical of video cameras and I know how they feel. Now we do support video cameras, but we we don't offer it as part of the normal care package. It is something that that you can add to our system, however. For example, I think there comes a point, there could come a point for some people where they would rather have the comfort of having a security camera uh, in their home so that people can kind of check in and see, did they really fall or what is really going on? And for, for those types of situations, we do support uh, a, a nice low-cost video camera that can be turned on in those, in those cases. Um, but I guess I would say a solution that is uh, – is conforming to people's privacy desires and requirements is really important, and uh, and we want to we want to help out there as well. And I think I guess the big picture is that fortunately everybody is pretty much li- living longer. Um, you know, I think we've uh, we've doubled the average life expectancy and so I think these types of challenges that people face today are only going to grow into the future so um, I think having systems that can help people as they age live high quality lives that's a, that's a huge challenge that people power is really looking to help solve. 
Yeah, when I was, you know, looking at your website, I, I ran across something in it. It talked about um, the belief that, that most care partners out there, you know, focus on kind of that, the lower levels of Maslow's theory, you know, the physical body, safety needs. But it also said, you know, that we need to add in love and, and self-esteem and, and build our relationships. And it looks like you know, from what I'm hearing from you is you're, you're really attacking that in a nice way because, you know, when when someone doesn't feel safe or we as a care partner don't feel somebody safe, you know, everybody's on edge. We don't, don't always speak those words. Sometimes we don't even know what's wrong, but we just know something's out of sync and we're uncomfortable and maybe we're not sleeping as good as we should or, you know, we're worrying about different things and you're really helping you know, make um, an atmosphere of care calmer and, you know, hopefully preventing some situations um, from occurring and then raising others that we that we want to occur more, like being relationship-based and, you know, um, building those those uh, family and friend bonds around us, which I think is, is uh, extremely, extremely important. And that's what I hear from from families and those living with dementia all the time is one of their, you know, everybody would love a cure, but what they want more than more than a cure in some ways is they want to feel socially connected. They want to feel valued. They want to feel like they can still help and be as independent and, and, and have some purpose. So I, I like how you're, you know, mixing things together there. I wanted to ask you, believe our, our time is running so quick at all it always does <laughs> the show is you know you you mentioned that you're working with um bob uh, levinson what's it like you know working with one of the the leading experts in aging you know alongside him it is fantastic he is such a great guy and uh i'm really looking forward to uh to spending the day with him tomorrow and he's assembled this great group of researchers and they're they're very thoughtful nice people who are you know really really smart so we're we're able to benefit from from Bob and his team of of PhDs to help us um, invent something great for the future now, the great thing about Bob, though, is he's also the baritone sax player in the People Power Band. So <laughs> um, we, uh, we're not just a company. We're also a, mu- a music group. We have a 10-piece band. And Bob is, uh, is a fantastic baritone sax player, which, you know, this is a – I don't know if you know what these look like, but they're huge saxophones. They're really – big heavy things and very low and we just uh, performed uh, last month at the uh, California Jazz Conservatory in Berkeley and we had so much fun so uh, he is uh, he's a he's a really fun guy and he just was inducted into the American Academy of Arts and Sciences so he's literally one of the one of the most knowledgeable people on aging and on on research into uh, people with uh, with dementia and Alzheimer's, and he's Wonderful. a professor of psychology. So he 
really helps us address, as you were saying, uh, address the, some of the higher levels of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And, um, you know, we're really trying hard to not just uh, address the kind of the basic needs of, you know, things like detecting falls and, and so on, but also connecting people in meaningful ways and, and giving more meaning to their life and uh, enabling them to, uh, to help out. Now, one, one of the things is we are still seeking people to participate in, the, in this study that we are essentially giving compliments of the NIA uh, giving away the Presence Care Kit, which does have a, a Google Home um, voice controller and uh, an iPad and these lights and uh, motion sensors and entry sensors and so on. And we are, uh, we are giving them to folks who have um, – it's uh, basically – a caregiver living with a person with dementia or Alzheimer's and um, for participating in this nine-month study, you not only get this free uh, system that's, uh, that's really pretty good, um, but also um, I think if you participate in the surveys and things like that, you get paid $175. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, I will I will definitely pass that around to uh my dementia chat panelists and and also my uh uh memory cafe people. I think that there might be some interest in that for sure. Right. With that. So, wonderful. <clears throat> well, any last comments that you have? We've got about 5 minutes left here and um I know we've covered a lot, but <clears throat> is there anything else that you you want people to know that we haven't that we haven't discussed? Well, um, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me and also for just having a, a radio show that focuses on this, uh, this topic. I think it's, it's really uh, wonderful for that, that, that you're doing this at all. And uh, I guess I, I wanted to just leave people with a thought that um, it is – something that, um, you know, there's, you know, there's no defeating death. So it's, that's, it's not about defeating death. It's about uh, living and enjoying life uh, as much as possible. And um, if you don't just kind of turn inward, but if you stay in touch with friends and family and people you love that really can improve the quality of life. And um, that's what it's all about. So I would hope that anybody who's listening to this interview can, can take that away with them and, um, and live the, the, the best life that you can by, by connecting with your loved ones and uh, making a difference that way. Wonderful. Thank you, Jean. It's, it's been a, a privilege to have you on the show today. Um, we've been doing Alzheimer's Speaks Radio since um, 2011, and it was something I 
think that is um, so important, you know, to raise everyone's voice and to get this information out to people. Because, again, I knew as a daughter there had to be more information out there (laughs) than I knew about. And so it's just such an honor to talk to people who are truly trying to make a difference and and see the big picture and, um, you know, are listening to those in need, um, you know, as you're doing with your study to say, are we? target or not is this working or isn't this where do we need to tweak I, I think that that's just incredibly incredibly important now people can go to your website the presence website p-r-e-s-e-n-c-e pro.com presence pro.com or you can go to your people power um, co.com um, people power company I would imagine that is um dot com mm-hmm. and you also have a one eight hundred number which is eight five five uh seven one two nine eight three three that's um eight five five seven one two nine eight three three um we've also noted that there's a a video that we've listed on the blog uh that people can pull up or if you go to the the website you, you'll be able to see lots of different videos that you have there too but i really i liked the one um on the internet of things and and really what that uh, it really explained it nicely what the heck that what the heck that means. Can you tell people really briefly, just in a couple of minutes, what, you know, what the Internet of Things really stands for? Yes. So really, I think there's a a big revolution going on in technology right now. Uh, We're really moving past the era of the mobile phone, which has dominated the the world over the last 10 years to a next decade, which is going to feature the Internet of Things. In other words, um, there will probably be 10 to 100 times more things that are communicating over the Internet than there are people communicating over the Internet today. And the things will range from um, these sensors that uh, that I was just describing, motion sensors, heat sensors, water leak detectors, and and uh, all different kinds of appliances and lights and, and everything. And the Internet of Things will be uh, hopefully made useful by companies like PeoplePower who will build compelling end-user services that will make people feel safer, that will save them money by turning things off when they are not in use and help deal with some of the challenges that we face in climate change and so on. And most importantly, that will help people um, age comfortably, whether it's at home or in some kind of a senior living center, but still stay close to their friends and family. So the Internet of Things, I think, is going to really be a next wave where we we get to live in smarter homes that understand how we're doing and do things for us automatically and very simply and that you can talk to and that know how to help you out and look look after you and save you time and 
possibly even save your life. So the Jetsons cartoon was really a streamline for this, <laughs> you know, in terms of how they how they <laughs> lived and and Star in Star Wars. Um, when I think of you know the beamy Scotty and and you know all of the appliances that would just go on and off when um, the Jetsons and the self-driving cars and they were way ahead of their time apparently with things here. Well, thank you so much for again taking the time to be with us today, Gene. Um, it was uh, it was just wonderful. And again, people can go to presencepro.com or peoplepowerco.com. And don't forget to check out alzheimerspeaks.com. That's our main website. We'd love to be able to uh, hear from you what you're thinking. And uh, we've got all kinds of resources if you're thinking about, you know, um, you've heard about maybe dementia friends communities or businesses, um, memory cafes, if you're looking for uh, to, to be able to hear from people with dementia, uh, check out our dementia channel. They're absolutely fantastic. Uh, that's where I facilitate a panel of people with dementia. We pick topics and talk about those. And then last, um, I'm just, again, going to invite you to be a guest on the show. I would love to hear what your thoughts are. Um, everyone's thoughts are welcome here, and we'd love to see what inspires you. What do you think the needs are? What are you doing to make a difference? Each of us has the ability to change the world. Thank you so much for your time today. We'll talk soon. Bye now. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.